0: There and welcome to the IE Soccer Podcast. I'm your host Sal, bringing you news from all things soccer in the Inland Empire from high school, college, adult, amateur, and professional. Welcome back. It has been a very long time since I've done an episode. This is barely episode three. I've been meaning to share this for a while, but uh, you know, things happen. You guys follow me on Instagram. I've been very busy doing remodeling to my bathroom as well as uh starting work this week um i took plenty of vacations so (laughs) i've been pretty busy and i haven't had time to record an episode and you guys haven't noticed most things here in the inland empire are kind of done so we'll be talking a lot about that we'll be talking about what happened recently um and then you know stuff for the future that's going to happen in my personal life as well as um what's going to happen on the field uh this coming fall season for um i.e. soccer all over the the leagues the the tiers of of high school college and adult amateur so should be a short episode i do have an interview with michael zamora that's probably maybe the the meat of this uh podcast episode as well as um a topic talking about um adult amateurs uh, adult amateur teams and seeing their opinions on what leagues they should be in and having a whole kind of a conversation on that. So that'll be um, after the interview and then uh, we should end it there. So it shouldn't be no more than than an hour. As you know, most um, most IE soccer teams are kind of on break, uh, summer break, but you know, some teams are, are starting their pre-seasons. They announce their schedules and you know, we'll just go straight to it. We should just, you know, just get started with that. So the first thing is high schools. So this past year, well this, you know, a couple months ago, Uh, High school soccer has gave a test run for this uh, spring season, and, you know, there's been notable champions and there's been notable winners that happen during the season, um, as well as playoff runs um, that I've mentioned before. I, I can't name them all again. I'm still very new to high school soccer, but, you know, this upcoming summer, coming into fall, they're going to go back to their traditional ways of being a fall sport that it is in the high school Um, point of view they are announcing their tryouts you know there's a lot of high schools out there you know getting ready getting prepped you know doing those zoom meetings doing those physicals and all that stuff so high school soccer is right around the corner Uh, they should start very soon and you know they've been announcing tryouts you know it's good to see that you know back to their regular schedule during the fall and you know things are getting back to normal we've been so bogged down by this COVID thing and we're not in lockdown anymore vaccinations have been going up i took my second dose yesterday so that was i wanted to record yesterday but i was like no i don't i don't feel 100 percent, but i do feel better today at least you know if i don't feel better then i'll just end it quickly you know i'm at home i'm not I'll, I'll i'll be okay but uh yeah so that's high school i'm just announcing tryouts, and they should be starting very soon for both uh boys and girls college as well they've like high school they've gave a test run to this spring season. I think one of the notable champions was La Sierra Women's, winning the um, California Pacific Conference of the NAIA. I could be wrong, you should uh, double check that. Um, yeah, I think they're probably the only college program that has won a title this past spring. Their very first title ever as a women's program. I think the men's program haven't won a title yet. Um, i have to double check that. But yeah, the first time ever for the school, to have a soccer uh, champion so that's very exciting to see and you know we'll hopefully maybe we can see you know a repeat as they try to defend their title this uh, fall as college soccer is going to return back to its fall schedule Um, a lot of teams are already announcing their schedules they're doing their preseason games a lot of them are starting kind of like the last week of august so should be exciting now because um, it was mostly division one for ncaa uh, I don't think Big West played. I don't remember UCR. I don't, I don't think UCR. I, I do remember California Baptist. They've had their, their 2021 spring season. I don't think UCR uh, played in the spring. Just them and, you know, um, La Sierra, both men and women. Um, I think those are the only four college programs that were playing this spring. But I think by this fall, I think everybody should, all the colleges here in the in, 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 Inland Empire should be returning back to the regularly scheduled fall uh, fall schedules so that include you know uh, UCR uh, CBU again uh, Cal State San Bernardino you know La Sierra University of Redlands Um, I think those are the big five um, four-year universities I haven't heard much from the community colleges I'm pretty sure they should be uh, starting as well I haven't been keeping up with um, the community college uh, programs, but I'm pretty sure they should start around the same time as the as the four-year universities. Uh, and I should be following um, CSUSB pretty close. I am a student there. I was actually a transfer student from San Bernardino Valley during COVID. So I've been a student for Cal State for a year now and I've never been on campus. So by the end of August, I should be in campus um at my school which is i've never been on campus so it'll be really interesting to see and i can actually see you know those college games in in person since i've never i've never seen them play um in person so that'll be pretty exciting i can give some insight coverage for that as i'm a student i can get into uh the games for free et cetera, et cetera. well you know now that i think about it i did attend a cal state summer to dino game i do apologize uh, yeah i i remember that was i think it was the season before covid it was like a playoff game when they played um, Cal Poly Pomona. And that was a pretty exciting game. I was really impressed by their goalkeeper. He, was a, he did a lot of good saves. Um, very impressive. And he was a short goalkeeper. Like, I think I was taller than that goalkeeper. Because I'm 5'11", and I used to be a goalkeeper playing. And yeah, he he seemed shorter than that. He seemed like maybe 5'8", 5'7". But the boy could make saves, and he has some really good... Um, really good hops, so I don't know where he is now, but, you know, yeah, there's a lot of good potential with that guy. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so that's college. That was the college section, and now we'll go to uh, adult amateur. Again, all the seasons are over. Um, the only notable that's been happening in the past was, you know, Inland Empire Republic winning the SoCal Premier Championship. Uh, this was because Mahia dropped from the league. Uh, They were kind of undefeated with six games um, throughout the season, through the season, and they decided to participate in the NISA Independent Cup, which they did fairly well. Um, It was very competitive. Um, They get to play a professional team and other adult amateur teams in Southern California, and they kind of, uh, you know, push those remaining games towards the end. They had maybe three or four games left of their schedule, and I guess they did not, decide to um, go through with those rescheduled games. So they got dropped from the league. And the way how SoCal Premier works is if you drop from the league, all those games that you were set to play would be forfeited. So that means three automatic points for those um, four teams that were set to play Magia um, to close out the season, as well as the games that Magia has played in the past. So those six wins that Magia has had in the past, those three points will go back to the teams that they defeated. So everyone else gets three points and one win to their brackets. And that means that Inland Empire, who were in second place, um, they were, no, I'm sorry, they were technically first place. But, you know, Machia had like four games on hand and Inland Empire and the rest of the teams already finished their seasons everyone was just waiting on Machia, but they decided to not go through with it which means by default inland empire republic would win the socal premier premier division championship um so i was right about that that was like my suspicion and i was just like yeah well, i saw the website and i saw how no okay we're back as i was saying so socal premier that's how it works and inland empire uh, Republic did win the championship um, Another notable i.e. Team City Legends, they would um, be relegated from the, the Premier Division. They didn't do enough to get at least two wins. They ended up with uh, one win in the season. As I can uh, check the website here and I'll read you the numbers of how both of these teams performed in the SoCal Premier, Premier Division. That's a t- tongue twister. SoCal Premier Premier Division. Right, so in first place would be IE Republic, right? So they ended the season with 24 points, um, playing nine games. They have won eight, including that, you know, a a default Magia game, as well as having only one loss in the season. They've scored 33 goals in the season, allowing 14 with a goal difference of positive 19. And in last place would be City Legends FC, who get... Um, relegated they ended up with only three points in the season um, eight losses they have not shared any points with any teams they did not have a draw Um, they've only scored eight goals in the season excuse me they've only scored 11 goals in the season and they've allowed 44 goals in the season with a uh, goal difference of minus 33 as I go here on the website to check um, to see who they lost to um, ie Republic because I do remember they they lost to Machia in the beginning uh, turn like the early early um, early games of the season but I can't remember the other team that they lost to in the season as I'm looking Give me a second here as I'm doing my research ah yes so IE Republic lost to Long Beach City that was um, game two of their season so they lost to Long Beach City reserves by a score of one to zero but nonetheless they've been consistent ever since then taking care of the rest of the competition. Been a very competitive team. I've watched plenty of times their SoCal premiere. Team, very, very good competitive team. Um, I think it's well-deserved that they are in first place. Um, I've written plen- plenty of articles on them. So, you know, you can go back um, to nonprosoccer.com and you can check out those game recaps, um, especially that game against Capistrano. That was a really good game. Four, three, back and forth. And Capistrano ended up in second place you know, um, they, their record was 7-2, and two, and, you know, that loss, you know, one of those losses was to IE Republic. So Capistrano was a very good team, and seeing both of those teams play it out, it was, it was, it was a really good game. I got to tell you, I really loved seeing that. Very entertaining game. That should be it. You know, this is the first ever um, title for IE Republic, as the club is maybe two to three years old. They kind of started during... Um, A little bit before COVID in the UPSL, you know, back then they called it Division 2 or the second tier of the UPSL. And, you know, the season got cut short because we um, started to go into lockdown. So they never really had a chance to prove themselves. But this season, you know, we get to see um, that potential that we couldn't see because of COVID. So this is their first ever champion as a as a club. The first ever uh, men's team, adult amateur uh, men's team to win a title this season for the IE so far right yeah because so far the winners besides the high schools La Sierra women and now IE Republic have been um, IE champions in their respective leagues and there's also you know runners up as well but you know that they get those they get those honors so yeah that should be that for the SoCal Premier, and uh, the SoCal Premier is over now officially we have a a, a new champion and I, I think they will continue their fall. you know they, that's how they usually traditionally they kind of mirror the the Premier League in England. so I believe they will have a, a fall season. Um, again, I don't know the details on that. I'll probably get back to other league officials with that but uh yeah moving on to the upsl um again like the college season they have a fall season and you know i see their schedules coming out soon i know some east coast upsl seasons have already been announced if you guys didn't um see the final of the upsl um that happened maybe two weekends ago i went there in person i kind of wrote you know for um non-pro soccer i went to see the final as well as the third place match um, you know, you can go check out those game recaps of the final. Um, the winner the winner was New York Contour. No California teams were there, or any IE teams for that matter, were there at the UPSL final. But I did get to see that, and the fall season should be coming up uh, pretty soon, I would imagine, sooner rather than later. Uh, as well as another thing with the UPSL, this league called um, Riverside County Football Club, or Football Club Riverside County, it's kind of a... Adult League there in Corona. They recently announced that they're um, having tryouts to start a UPSL team And um, if you guys remember one of the smaller teams, Los Bandileros, who have been in contact with um, They were, you know, a team of that league and um, I think right so Los Bandileros announced that um, they're gonna have tryouts as part of football club Riverside County uh, Riverside County want to have a UPSL team this season, so they've announced their uh, tryouts for this August. And um, I reached out to them, and I'm just like, "Hey, that kind of means that you are going to be a part of the uh, football club Riverside County umbrella, and that means that your team is most likely not going to be a team." And he kind of confirmed my suspicion. The quote here. So yeah, so I told them because of this announcement that your team will change and he said yes since they are paying for everything will be named to fc riverside county that's that you know for a little team uh that's trying to have ambitions for upsl and just to go with the the father league and trying to just go under that umbrella that's the route they decided to go to it happens right sometimes you have to sacrifice your brand and your name for you know um kind of that security net of you know a league having a upsl team that's kind of what this uh league is or this um team will be different compared to the rest is that they have the financial backing of being a league a league having a team which is you know (laughs) like i said i think the financial backing they don't have to worry about money i think the money flow would be great for them all they have to worry about is being you know competitive on the field as well as having their own venue you know they kind of um reserve that field in corona so we should see we should see how this team ends up in the UPSL fall season see how far they go and you know it's another IE team here in the UPSL so a lot of teams a lot of new teams who will be participating this season as well as um, other teams who will not be participating some will be taking a break others will probably not come back so yeah that about does it for the UPSL Again, there's no NPSL news. There's no indoor soccer. Um, as far as indoor soccer, they're going to have a schedule like basketball. So uh, most likely Ontario Fury will start their season in late November, maybe in December. Um, that's traditionally how things will go. So that's, that's a couple months ahead of time. So we don't have to worry about that right. But yeah, that should conclude this um, adult amateur segment. Next up would be my interview with Michael Samora. The head coach of Storm United. And we are recording. All right. Hello, everybody. I am here with Coach Michael Samora of Storm United. Uh, Michael, how are you today?
1: I'm doing good. How about yourself, Salvador?
0: I'm doing great. You know, um, me and Michael have been, uh, we've been talked, we've talked before. Michael's not a stranger to me. I've done an interview with him uh, back when he was, uh, when the when his program was um, High Desert uh, Football Club. I had an interview with him during that transition to the now Storm United, so but different topic um, now that um, I'm here with you, Michael, Um, especially the announcement that you made on behalf of your program back on July 5th where you guys announced you guys be having tryouts for uh, the Southwest Premier, which if you guys are aware is a new uh, rebranding under the NISA umbrella and that includes uh, the SoCal Premier. Um, and kind of all of that jazz. So that that announcement kind of um, made me want to reach out to you, Michael, and see, you know, kind of where that goes um, as far as that announcement. But before we talk about, you know, the whole Southwest announcement, um, my first question to you is, you know, can you tell us a bit about, you know, that club rebrand for those who don't know that uh, rebrand and um, why did that rebrand happen? And, you know, why uh, why the new look that the team has now? How much do you want me to repeat what I just said? <laughs> um,
1: for what I heard was, what? Why did the Why did the rebranding happen, and then you cut off?
0: Yeah. So, um, why did the rebrand happen, and um, why does the team uh have the new look? Just kind of just those basic questions.
1: So, for when we first conjured the team up, I believe it was about twenty eighteen ish. I rough rough estimate. I don't really remember the exact year but we joined the UPSL as, as part of the high desert football club program that we were originally part of. And, you know, we, we kept the program going. We we were always successful in the UPSL. We continue to grow, continue to grow, you know, everywhere else in the high desert, people were kind of noticing, trying to, you know, do their own version of that. And, and eventually we were, we, we were approached by Apple Valley soccer club, which is not, not quite possibly it is, the biggest program here in the high desert apple valley storm so they kind of approached us said hey you know maybe we should we should work together let's make this program the biggest thing up here in the high desert not only for ourselves but you know they 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 helped us work in ways to where it was not only just them getting the recognition but you know they paid homage to us you know the our logo is is our, our original logo so they kind of paid homage to that and you know it was it was they had the resources, they had, you know, the facilities, they had lights, we had a place to train, we had new uniforms. Mm-hmm. They were pretty much our backers, but it worked as more of a collaboration rather than us being absorbed because we brought over a couple of our youth teams and, you know, now it's 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 no longer High Desert Football Club and Apple Valley Storm. Now it's Apple Valley Storm altogether because we were willing to, you know, sacrifice a little bit. I think that was the main thing why it worked so well was because we were able to kind of each sacrifice a little bit of our own beliefs and stuff to make it work for the community altogether.
0: Yeah, no, this is not a this is not a first story, but I just wanted to ask that question for those listening who um, don't know that story. Again, this rebrand uh, happened very recently, and. Um, you know, now transitioning, uh, you know, past that. Now that you guys are a different club, um, you know that the the program in, in general in the High Desert has been through a lot since COVID, and you know now with this new um, announcement to um, have a team join uh, the Southwest uh, Premier. So, what's the plan with the program now joining this new league? Are you going to be uh, leaving the UPSL, and you know why choose uh, this new Southwest Premier League?
1: So so the idea right now is we have the 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 quality uh, and the quality of players. I think we, I mean, I can shoot you over our, our roster from this last season. We had 45 players paid and registered to play in the UPSL for our team this last season. So we kind of just looked at it and said, you know, we could have two teams, not only limited to just fielding 18 players a week, but we can field 36, 40 players a week you know, representing us at the, at the highest levels, because UPSL, man, it's, we're not leaving UPSL, we're not going anywhere, Southwest Premier League was just, I, I know Matt Morris, not personally, but we've talked several occasions, mm-hmm. you know, even with you there, Salvador, so, yeah, he has been talking to us for, for months about this program that he wanted to do, and he, you know, I talked to him personally, you know, how he with Nisa, and in my mind, I thought, wow, this is this isn't you know a new league. Everyone seems to be starting a new league. This oh this is the best league. This <laughs> right. is the best way to do it. But they kind of had the backing with Nisa, where at, where with UPSL you get promoted to the Premier Division. Yeah, you go to the big tournament, and then there's kind of a ceiling there. But from what I've talked to with Matt about the Southwest Premier League was that there is no ceiling. Realistically, you know if you win if you win your league in the Southwest Premier League, you get promoted to the Nisa Nation. You know, and then you can, if you you make enough noise, you you get the following, you get sponsors, you know, you could really push to be that, because we don't want to just win titles and say, oh, we're the best of the best. We're trying to build, here at at Storm United, we're trying to build a foundation for not only this season, but, you know, five years, ten years from now, where Mm -hmm. we have a solid program operating at multiple levels, and it's not just black and white. It's not just, oh, you come play here, you play this league, no, it's you come here you run through our youth system you play club we have clubs that are at every level we have bronze silver silver elite yeah. gold we have multiple premier teams so we're just looking at it as a, in a way that's not only saying we're going to we're going to be playing in the UPSL or in the southwest we're going to be playing we're going to have multiple teams playing in multiple leagues not not overstretching ourselves because we're going to have the quality of players there because that's ultimately what we have is we have quality players and we have a a, a large quantity of them and it's about keeping them all together and and that you know we're just we're trying to solidify ourselves as not just some club from the high desert but the club one one of the tip-top clubs in in the country if if we're being realistic
0: absolutely uh i see the ambition I, i think it's uh um, and for those who don't know, Matt Morse, Matt Morse is like the president of this now uh, new Southwest uh, Premier. Um, he, he's been uh, in charge of SoCal Premier for, you know, numerous amount of years. And then now he's a part of, um, you know, under this NISA umbrella. Um, it, since you're talking about the high desert and trying to be like the top program up there at the high desert, this new opportunity, is it because of that NISA backing that kind of just... Um, Seemed like an opportunity to maybe have uh, potentially in the future a, a professional team at the High Desert. Is the ambition more of a reputation just for your region, or is the reputation to um, try to get a, a a professional team along with building uh, the foundation of you know your youth and and various other B and C teams?
1: Um, realistically, I think it's it's to build a you know one day to be a professional side. You know to give our give the kids, you know, who, who maybe they, they're done with college and, you know, because what we do here at Apple Valley Storm is, you know, we, a lot of our a lot of our, pre- our president and, you know, our vice president, all of our board have great connections, you know, we send a lot of kids out to go play in college, so, I mean, we kind of think of it now as, you know, we're a semi, semi-professional team, why limit yourself to just that, why not, why not represent, you know, like you're saying, I think it's a combination of both, it's a bit of reputation because we've already... Made a name for ourselves here in the high desert. Now it's about mm-hmm. making making waves further from that. You know what I mean? Because right. you, you say you say other clubs, that, you say a club, and it's instantly recognizable. And I think that's that's our ambition is is to not only build the reputation, but build a reputation so that we can solidify futures for the youth that that does come through our program. So it's it's a combination of both. It's nothing we do here, believe me, Salvador. I know everyone preaches that same message, but. <laughs> Being, being out, being outside of this bubble, and then now being a part of it, this club builds builds for the future for the youth. I've never seen a club operate like this. It's 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 bigger than what I was ever a part of for the longest time. Now that I'm a part of it, man, I I, I want to help it grow even more. Right. So I mean, I think the answer your question would be, it's a combination of both. We want a strong reputation, but a reputation that holds its own weight. That in in the sense that. You know, we are we are building something not for myself or for our president or for our board, but for the kids because we have so many kids that come through this program, and to see them maybe you know not even maybe to see them shine at the next level, to say hey that kid's from the High Desert, man. He, most of the time when we go play mm-hmm. against teams, no one knows where we're from, anyways.
0: Right, right. Now that's uh, that's a that's a great response. I love the. Um it's a very ambitious it's very ambitious um you know hearing from your words there michael about um the future of this program kind of coming back to a little bit now more of a you know the present time and a little bit back in the past um you know this past season on the UPSL it's already over um for you guys to say the least um did you expect you know storm united to get to the point where they did this season, did you uh, reach your personal expectations of this spe- of this season, despite the whole COVID, you know, hiccup that we had here?
1: So usually, when, when we're preparing for the UPSL season, we get you know about two or three months to prepare, and you know we get to we get to train, we get to get a lot of friendlies in. But as you and I discussed, when COVID did happen, we were we were on a roll, man. We we were one game off of promotion this last previous pre-COVID. We had we had played one game in league, but the season prior to that, mm-hmm. we, we finished second, only one point off of promotion. So we had high ambitions coming into the next season, and then COVID hit. You know, so then right. then you know we go about seven or eight months before we can even get together and do any training or anything. So I think to answer your question, to look at it from from where we were a couple months ago, from not playing at all to all of a sudden getting two friendlies in and then playing you know, consistently training and getting our guys back in shape. I think for us to have a, a winning season again, you know, and not even just to, to remain humble, you know, we, for us to continue our winning seasons is just is something that was was great. You know, we obviously mm-hmm. wanted more. We wanted to get promoted. We wanted uh, uh, something more to show for it. But just looking, looking, taking a step back in hindsight, realizing, you know, we were on a break for over a year because of COVID, and then to all of a sudden get a full season in, it's I'm personally not satisfied. But stepping back and looking at it from a different perspective, it's it's a it's it is something to be proud of, especially in our inaugural season as Storm United.
0: So would you consider it, despite the results, you know, on the standings and you know um, your uh, journey through uh, the promotional playoffs, would you consider this season a success?
1: Personally, I would say no. But collectively, like I said, stepping back and looking at it from a different way. Yes, you could consider that. But I'm going to say no, because I know we're ready for much more than that.
0: Awesome. Alrighty, cool. Um, You know, since you were mentioning, um, you know, the previous uh, uh, seasons, it's not the first time that, you know, your high desert team has come short of getting that UPSL promotion. But um, you kind of alluded to it a little bit here. But what do you think is like the missing ingredient that can take, you know, the high desert storm program to the premier division? Or you know, or for this new uh, league that you plan on join, even go far in the Southwest. You know, is it a missing quality of something you're looking for during this next tryouts? Like, what is that one thing that you think can take that program to the next level?
1: You know For the longest time, I always thought it was we were missing just a couple key players, but I think the amount of resources that we have now and you having the great facility because I mean, we train in Apple Valley had a great field. We have the lights. We have the we have people coming out to watch our games. I think it's just about getting the players to which they did this last season. They realized how big how big of an opportunity it is, you know. And easily we could we could have applied for the Premier Division and just got in based off of our record alone. But right, we we took it as we took it. You know, we we need to earn it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe. It's just something that we want to do. We want to earn it. We don't want to just use someone else's success and get to it. We we want to get it. And I think the missing ingredient is just I think a little bit, a little bit, um, a little bit uh, stronger. What's the word I'm looking for? I mean, demand more from not only for myself but for my players as well. And now that we have the quality of not just me coaching the program, we have Coach Miguel Zamora, we have Coach Paul Casares. We have multiple coaches here who are going to be even more beneficial to our team. And I think it was just this first season, we were kind of just getting to know each other a little bit. We were, mm-hmm. you know, what, what is what is this coaching to say? What am I going to say? How do we balance ourselves? So I definitely think this next season is one to watch out for. I definitely think this is when we get over the hump.
0: Right. You know, now Now that you mentioned, um, you know, resources, again, now that you're aligned with the youth club, you mentioned resources, and I think that was a very, um, a light bulb came out of my head. You know, um, what's another, um, what's another thing that you notice, you know, since you were part of High Desert Football Club that doesn't, have like the resources compared to you know apple valley storm but now that you have you know a big established youth club in the high desert like apple valley storm you know has the has the resources off the field made um you say a dramatic change or how would you say the change in resources helped or maybe like what was the difference between having those resources now compared to not having it before
1: well prior prior to joining here i mean we obviously our guys are are older they work so you know they get off of work late so come like daylight savings time we didn't have lights we didn't have like a facility to train at we would have to find places to train out with lights and sometimes you'd have to pay it was just a lot of different factors and then you know with coming over here we, we we have the lights to train you know we train 7 to 9 p.m so we're out of there by 9 15 9 30 sometimes and even that, our home games were always under the lights. You know, we have, we have, and like, like you're saying with the youth, our resources is now we have, you know, we had a, we had a 2002 boys premier team that just aged out. They, you know, they played Man City Cup, mm-hmm. they played National Cup, and then they aged out, and they, realistically, some of them were like, okay, what do I do now? Right. Some of them are playing at VBC, some of them are playing, you know, local community colleges. Some of them are going to college, but then there's like a brief couple months period where they're not. They're not playing, so now they have a place to come play at. They have a place to come train at, and it's and it's close to home. It is home, right. you know. I think I think the the ultimate resource is giving these kids a consistent place to come back to. Because I mean, you saw our fields. We have multiple fields. Mm-hmm. We have practically a complex. I mean, you could say that you could reach right. and say it is a complex. But I mean, I think ultimately the the most valuable resource we obtained was having a successful youth program below us that could span over the next 10, 15 years, which I think ultimately, if you're looking at it as a, as a program that's going to succeed, you have to have that.
0: Right. Absolutely agree with you. It's kind of, uh, you know, I'm looking at other youth clubs and I'm just like, yeah, sometimes, uh, you know, it's, it's a flip, right? Sometimes there's these UPSL clubs that kind of just start as a uh, as adult amateur to start and then some of them will eventually find a youth club and collaborate with them and um yeah it's a it's a bottom up approach and that's why you question um uh, just kind of wrapping it up here you know uh, now that you, you you announced the tryouts you know and now um you did mention uh you are going to field multiple teams as as part of storm united so what do you what do you expect from this new Southwest Premier League? do you have any ambitions um for this new league besides you know big picture you know say for example the, you know the uh, the next season that comes up for the southwest you know what what would you like to tell people um you know um your goals for this uh southwest um uh, premier league? what is uh your immediate goals um with this new league and you know what would you like to tell people you know and since you're announcing tryouts, like, what would you like to tell players? You know, um, how to prepare for this new, you know, adventure that you guys are going on.
1: I would say our main goal is is to, you know get promoted. We want we want to get promoted to, you know, we want to be a part of Nisa Nation. If if you're if you're a player listening to us and you're thinking this is just some other club, it's not. You know, and you're gonna hear this same spiel, but if you come out and, and you train with us, you see the ambition that the guys have that myself and our other coaches have, you know, it, the goal is to get to the, the next level. We're not satisfied with, you know, winning, winning a game. And we're not satisfied with just a winning season. We're ambitious to win bigger things. And we want to take the next step. You know, we want to be a part of, of NISA. You see the teams that made it, that made it out. You know, they found the backers, they found the, the, the funders and, They had the program that was there, the successful program, because everyone was buying in. And if you come and and you, you see what we're trying to do, I think you, you'll realize that this, this is the place to be, man. This isn't even me tooting my own horn or anything. You know, we've, ever since we've joined the UPSL, we've had winning seasons. And, and I think this new Southwest Premier League is going to give us an opportunity for a new challenge. And I know we're more than ready for it. So I think the main thing that I want everyone to know is, Humble and we're ambitious, which I think a lot of the, these clubs nowadays say we're the number one team. We're the number one team. We're the mm-hmm. number one team. I think the difference with us is is acknowledging that we're young. You know, it's Storm United. This was our inaugural season in the upsl but we're ambitious, and and it's not only myself as a coach saying that, but it's our president that's saying that. It's our assistant coach that's saying that. It's our first string goalkeeper and our third string goalkeeper saying that we're all ambitious and we're all ready to take the next step so what i want what i would say is yeah exactly that we're, we're we're hungry and we know that we have the talent but it's about proving me it. it's not about calling yourself the, the best of the best it's about proving that you are the best of the best which is ultimately our goal
0: well, well said. <laughs> um, that I have, I have no comment for that. Again, it's all, um, it's all mindset, and it's all just mental, you know, preparation. It's like. I don't know, there's some sort of phrase like 80% mentality, 20% physicality. That's kind of, um, you know, the vibe I'm getting out of this interview. And, you know, with that, Michael, I want to thank you so much, you know, for spending time and talking about this new announcement and kind of the new direction of this program. And, you know, best of luck to you and your program and, you know, uh, wherever your teams uh, compete in this season. Um, You know, very ambitious club. And, you know, we all are looking forward to seeing what happens next.
1: I appreciate appreciate you even showing the interest in in interviewing us.
0: <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> thank you, Michael. Okay. Thank you, Salvador. And we're back. So, I want to thank Michael um for spending time with me in that interview. I've known Michael for um maybe yeah, I I I got to know Michael during this um pandemic uh situation maybe a little bit. Um before i had an interview with him before um before his club was rebranded as storm united and again i do want to say uh sorry because that interview was from way back maybe a couple weeks ago and i haven't had the chance to um upload it i'm pretty sure the tryouts are already over for that for those who are listening now but i'm pretty sure they'll have um tryouts in the future there's always going to be a player who's injured and you know some high desert guy if you're listening you can take that spot absolutely But, you know, um, that I did that interview with him because of, you know, that announcement to do, you know, follow that NISA route that now SoCal Premier is a part of. It's under that umbrella of NISA Nation and, you know, kind of just that pyramid, you know, for amateur teams who are under, you know, the SoCal Premier League. They have a chance on merit to go to NISA, NISA Nation um, potentially being a NISA professional team, you know, if everything goes correctly. So that's kind of like what of the topic that I wanted to talk about today, which would be, you know, adult amateur teams and adult amateur leagues. Kinda of just that dynamic of how teams in this country who are amateur status, how they want to progress their club, progress their talent and, you know, ultimately send players in a pipeline to go professional. I think a lot of teams um, have that ambition. They want to have players, you know, give them a platform to prove their worth and ultimately build connections and find a way through this crazy system. What we have here in the United States and send these guys to better places, either abroad or domestic, right? That's the whole reason why these adult amateur teams are here. Again, other intentions, you know, are different, right? each club they're not all the same some teams are just like oh you know we're a youth club and we just want to field our youth players as they grow up or you know some have you know vice versa kind of things but I did pull out this uh, poll on Instagram back in oh gosh July 21st and I made a poll and I asked you guys you know should adult amateur teams stay loyal to their adult amateur leagues and from the votes that I got I had a total of 10 votes, Uh, three votes say yes, that teams should be loyal to their leagues and seven votes for no. So, you know, 30 to 70%. So most of you guys said um, teams should not be loyal to their leagues. And I told, and I had a follow-up question, you know, what would be a breaking point? What would be something that would say, hey, I don't want to be a part of this team anymore. What would be the breaking point? And I say that because, Um, Particularly with the UPSL, there's been some, you know, complaints that have been happening with some UPSL teams. You know, some say to me confidentially and others, you know, are more in public uh, that they don't want to return to the UPSL. And some people um, like the UPSL and like to stay there and never had problems with the UPSL. So each team has different opinions on it. And so that's why I brought up this topic. But again, three in favor of yes, seven in favor of no. And I got two responses by two teams, and I will not disclose who said them. But uh, one of the responses was is that, um, you know, not being treated fairly. So that's probably one reason why, you know, a team could either stay or go is, you know, the treatment. And I assume, you know, they kind of mean this in the context of discipline or Standards when it comes to leagues, you know, that's a very those are very important factors to consider, you know, you are a pay, you pay the leagues and you kind of expect standards or practices in return. Right. Where is the money going? Right. Where's the money going? That's always what we ask. Right. And then the other team, the last response, um, this team said, you know, unfair uh, to register players at the last minute before finals and sometimes even uh, field. And fights their words so yeah again back to um, standards and practices you know if a league is shady they don't really are straightforward or they follow up to what their rules are written as that could be you know a breaking point for a team to to dip and say hey bye we don't want to be a part of you anymore so those are some opinions by you guys and I agree with those opinions me personally now, now that now we're transitioning to my thoughts and my opinions on this topic. Me personally, I've always been a person where I say club over league because here in the United States, we have such a disconnected pyramid, if you will. It's not really much of a pyramid. It's, you know, what people say. It's a wild, wild west out here. So it doesn't matter where your club goes, right? You should. I personally don't think you should be stay in one league forever. Um, just because, you know, where are you going to go, right? Um, that's why we should have a unified pyramid. That way, you know, you can advance and continue on that progression as you can get to the top. But, you know, you stay stagnant in one league and you're just like, okay, I want it all here. Now what? You know, where's where the next step? So I've always been a person who I say club over league, right? You know, some leagues are good. Don't I'm not saying that all leagues are bad, you know. Each league is different. They have their pros and their cons. And, you know, not all of these adult amateur teams uh, leagues, I should say, are the same. Right. Some of them do have similar, you know, uh, factors or similar practices like other ones. But, you know, I always prefer, you know, I don't think a club should ever be, you know, strangled to or, you know, be chained to one league. I think clubs should have a choice, uh, a choice to decide where they want to play. And, you know, some of these teams do have second teams and reserve teams and even women, uh, women's sides as well. And they put them in, in other different leagues. And, you know, I think that's perfectly fine. I think that's perfectly fine. So that transitions to my other point, which is, you know, there's actually plenty of options. But is that a good thing? Is there is it a good thing that there's a lot of options out there? Right. Because traditionally, you know, in American capitalism, you know, competition's good. Right, it's always good to have more options compared to less options, right? And there's plenty here in the Inland Empire. So, mostly, a lot of the Inland Empire, it's mostly UPSL teams, either in the Premier or in the or Division One. Um, that's where the bulk of IE teams are. There's maybe more or less than ten teams in the UPSL. There's also the MPSL, which is just Temecula FC, which is one. There used to be three, and you know, I did hear. Um, high Desert Elite, I think they might be coming back to the MPSL, or, you know, that's what their tryout poster says. And there's also the SoCal Premier, which has, you know, two divisions in on its own. And there's some other smaller leagues out there, you know, if you want to do a Riverside, FC Riverside County. Um, there's also other adult amateur leagues out there that are not national or regional. They're kind of just more, you know, within a city. Or stuff like that again I don't know all the leagues there's so many leagues out there I really can't keep up with but those three you know the UPSL the NPSL and the SoCal Premier they have some sanctioning under USASA or US Club so they do have some sanctioning that can um, go all the way back to the Federation some teams aren't aren't sanctioned by the Federation so that's why I say those three leagues because those three leagues have some sort of sanctioning that will lead them back to Uh, the United States Soccer Federation, and then, you know, backtrack to uh, FIFA. And like I said, with the SoCal Premier, now that that option, now they're under the NISA umbrella, now that could be another enticing thing for clubs to, you know, go on board and, and try it out because now, you know, if they do everything right, they have a potential to be a professional team, which is not something the UPSL, the MPSL, or any league, can say about that that's what makes the socal premiere more enticing uh, compared to others but again so is it is that a good thing is that a good thing that we have maybe three or four options here for ie teams is it a good thing or should we just have a unified pyramid where it's not where you just start at the bottom and then work your way on the top rather than just like okay so we're going to do upsl for three for three years you know trying to see how we are how we start up and then go to MPSL where we can be a club and we can start bringing in fans and and do all that or you know just start at SoCal Premier first have a reserve team there you know and if it does good then we can just continue on to the whole NISA thing so is that a good thing is having a lot of options good especially at this stage here in America soccer I personally think it's a good idea um, to have all these options because, you know, you have the choice and, you know, you don't have to be uh, stuck to one league, right? If it's just UPSL and you don't like UPSL, where do you go, right? But, you know, I still ask that question. I always give, like, some doubts. Like, is that a good thing, though? Is that a good thing that there's so many leagues out there? Like, what makes the UPSL different from the MPSL? right? There's actually some differences. But at the end of the day, it we, we try to put this title or try to rank these leagues even though they're all under the same level, they're all adult amateur. Whether you think the UPSL, the NPSL or SoCal Premier is more competitive to another one, you can say that on the field, right? You can say that, like, yeah, like I've seen the teams and the talent from the NPSL, they can take on the UPSL any day. Or you can say, hey, you know, the UPSL, they could, they could smash a NPSL team or a SoCal Premier team any day of the week. You know, there's always this back and forth, you know, because the soccer is a game of opinions. But at the end of the day, under the eyes of the Federation, they're all the same level. (laughs) So that's that's why it's just like now we're kind of just giving titles, you know, like this trash talk amongst each other. And is that really a good thing? Like me personally, I don't have an affiliation or a favorite league. I kind of, you know, as a person who is a blog slash, you know, trying to be, you know, on the fence on most things. And I like to partner up with all of these leagues that way I can have you know, clear communication and give you guys a whole context and perspective on how IE teams are doing in each league. So I wouldn't really say ill about them. I'll keep my personal opinions on those leagues to myself. But, you know, at the end of the day, under the eyes of the Federation, it's all the same thing. And I think, you know, it's a good idea for clubs to have a choice. You know, if they like the UPSL, MPSL, SoCal Premier, their choice, right? And again, my final point, on this topic would be, um, you know, some other factors into what makes a club stay or what makes a club have interest in joining a league, right? You know, first off would be is money, right? Um, a lot of these leagues and a lot of teams here in this country, even the professional, um, they never see green. They never make profit, hardly ever. I even if you make profit, it won't be by much, and it's very rare to make money. Off soccer in this country, right? And I'm not going to get into youth. I'm I'm not going to talk about youth, youth clubs. That's a different story. I'm not going to get in those kind of worms. I'm just talking mostly in the adult, um, in the adult side, of things. Even for women, it's really tough to make money. A lot of the times, you're just burning money, you know, with gas and um, gas and the lighter. But yeah, that's ultimately, um, you know, an important factor for a club to join a league. It's just like, yeah, you know, we're a very competitive team, but we can't afford these fees for this particular league. The leagues, uh, the fees are just, you know, they're just too much. Right. And that's why we're in this league. But, you know, hopefully we can get enough sponsors and we can go to, you know, this league and stuff. Right. So it doesn't matter how you do on the field. And at the end of the day, it's how much money is in your wallet. Right. Where you can just buy your way up there sometimes. And it happens. You know, it's just like, okay, well, I got a good, you know, um, I got a good return on my you know savings account and i'm gonna put in that bad boy in a and a good um you know i can i can hop a division i don't have to waste a season trying to go from the bottom to the top i can just you know here's the check and off you go and that happens right and sometimes even if you're a really competitive team you run out of money it's just like okay i have to we have to relegate ourselves now we have to be in a on a lower division team because you know i don't have i don't have the money right so money is a very important factor when it comes to teams considering staying or, or joining a league. Another thing, like we mentioned before, as the team said would be the league standards, right? So, um, it's kind of important for leagues to, you know, treat these teams, you know, like a good customer service, right? You know, you don't want to give up a vibe saying, it's like it's okay, we got your money. Thank you. Off you go. Have fun. It's just like, no, you know, sometimes these leagues or sometimes these teams, drama happens or stuff happens right when it comes to fields when it comes to referees it's never perfect there's never a season where it could be perfect right something outside of the field bad could happen right Weather, um you know rain uh field availability you know the, the prices can charge up covid right so league standards are very important, right, because all three of these different, you know, the NPSL, UPSL, and the SoCal Premier, they all have different league standards, and especially how they handle, you know, discipline, you know, out outside of the field, you know, situations, as well as inside the field too, Um, you know, how they handle red cards and yellow cards and, you know, their procedures on registrations and et cetera. So league standards are very important uh, factor for teams to consider you know, when it comes to a league, because again, UPSL, NPSL, and Silicon Premier, they're very different. And I'm not gonna say which one is better or which one is worse, but they are all different. And again, it's up to, you know, what those teams feel like, you know, have a good, you know, customer service, uh, you know, which have a good customer service. Um, Another point that I already related before to would be talents or, you know, the, the level of competition. Um, again, I think in Southern California, UPSL, NPSL, and SoCal Premier, I think if you get the best teams out of each of these leagues and you put them on a three-way battle, right? Just the the, the top three te- uh, like the top team from each of these leagues, you play them in a you know a, a three three team tournament. You know, I think the competition would be very competitive among those three teams. My point is, is that um, you know. These National Amateur Leagues, except for the SoCal Premier, like the talent varies depending on each state, right? You know, like UPSL Florida is very competitive, but, you know, the MPSL in the South is very competitive too. So it all kind of varies, but my, in my personal opinion, seeing all these teams from these leagues, um, I just say, you know, do with it. I just, I just, That's why I always like, you know, these local tournaments that some of these teams from different leagues they come together and they say hey i know you're in the MPSL and i'm in the upsl but we both have an off season let's have a little tournament together and that's what makes me more excited about that because they don't have that league barrier you know temecula fc usually play MPSL teams there's no other or well, at least in this season there was no other inland empire team for them to play they mostly played other southern california and out of state teams um so the for the socal premiere they usually play Southern California talent, usually in LA and in Orange County. And then the UPSL, um, there is a specific IE region, um, division one. And in the premier uh, division, there's, you know, all different types of um, talent from Orange County, Los Angeles, and even to Ventura County and, and um, and the Central Coast. But I think personally for the IE teams that are in these three leagues, I think if we could just get all those teams, like maybe 12 or 14 teams, From these different leagues and get them together i think the competition will be pretty level i think it'll be very very competitive and just to see how those teams level out with each other then you can determine like the hierarchy right it's like oh okay so you know if temecula did have a upsl they'd be here or oh if you know um inland empire fc had an npsl um npsl team they would rank you know here so i say that all to say you know I love, you know, like the Corona Cup. I think it was a good idea. You have these teams from different leagues. They're going to play each other for, you know, a summer tournament. That would have been cool. Unfortunately, that got canceled. But, you know, at least the idea was there. And there's other... And I'm pretty sure the Riverside County Cup would come back, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, just that. That would be That would be pretty cool. I'd love to see that um, in terms of the level of competition. So I say that long rant because... People say that the NPSL and the UPSL, like, there's a hierarchy. Like, people say, like, oh, no, this league is better than... The the teams in this league is better than the teams in your league. And, you know, that thing can come vice versa. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, I'm just like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You guys will never play each other during your regular seasons. When you guys play each other in these little tournaments, that's where you can, you know, back up your, your smack talk. And you can say, hey, you know, my team, my reserve team is better than your... First teams, like, oh, well, we did, and, you know, the back and forth thing. So that's that. I, I say that all to say I think there's not that much difference in competition in UPSL, MPSL, or even in the SoCal Premier. Again, as long as you take, you know, the top teams from each of these leagues and you put them together, that's what I mean, right? I know there's, you know, if you're weak in the UPSL, that doesn't mean you're strong in the MPSL or vice versa. Just because you're weak in the MPSL doesn't mean you're strong in the, in the UPSL. So again, we're kind of just making all these barriers, artificial barriers to say who, which one is better. And my point is just play each other, affiliating with your national league and get and play and play with each other, right? I say that all to say that. And then finally on um, the last factor for teams to consider would be, you know, a league's reputation, right? And I say that along the lines of like the league standards, right? Because I believe, you know, clubs should be um, prioritizing their own interest over you know staying loyal to their leagues I think reputation is very important for um, a new team or for an existing team to look at you know um, these leagues because they you do want to see what people are talking about you know some people have opinions on the UPSL especially you know on um, this past season I've been having a lot of um, I've been hearing a lot of you know not so positive stuff about how the UPSL handles off outside of the field and I've also heard stuff about you know the, the fees and you know the the owner's greed of the MPSL, and you know I've heard you know some stuff about the SoCal premier too um, as far as affiliating with Nisa and you know the legitimacy of Nisa I think all of these leagues have pros and cons right and those and those you know that reputation from word-of-mouth specifically from other teams giving opinions about it does affect how a club should stay in the league or for a new team to start up in and joining in joining the league so a lot of these factors are very important to consider as a young team or an older team when it comes to having these um, having these thoughts about joining the league so to wrap up the whole point of why I talked about this topic and again if you didn't answer the poll or you know you have your thoughts you know you guys can shoot me a direct message. You can keep this conversation going. I would love to hear your guys' opinions. You know, I'm not right. Some of these things you guys feel like no. You know, I think my this league that I'm a part of is better than what you're saying. And That's fine. I, you know, <laughs> I'd love the I love the conversation. If you can prove me wrong, show me. You know, I'm I'm always open. I'm always open-minded um, to those conversations. You can always send me a direct message in any of my social media platforms, and we can continue this conversation as it's always in the back of these uh, teams' mind. Um, this kind of topic. Now, I had a brain fart now I forgot what I was going to um, say after this. Talent, reputation money, standards talent. Well, anyways, I think that should do it for this episode. Um as far as my future plans, I will be starting again, like I said, I will be starting college soon on august twenty fourth. I think that's like the same time as, you know, these um these college programs will be starting their season i'll be starting my season at school studying so i'll be attending full time so i probably won't make another episode of this till maybe next maybe next year again i'm trying to i'm trying to finish school so you know maybe this might be the last episode for probably another year i don't really have plans to record another episode until maybe december when i have a little break i do want to take a winter course so, you know, at least in that December episode, I can wrap up, you know, the college season, the high school season and whatever on um, the UPSL has. And, you know, if the SoCal premiere um, has a season, I can also wrap that up as well. But yeah, that'll kind of just um, do it for the podcast, at least, um, at least for a while. But, you know, I'll, start, I'll try to do my best to, you know, keep up to date with what's going on, uh, excuse me, during this fall season. I think I will try my best to get an interview with the coach of IE Republic. Um, again, I've been so curious about their program um, because they've been so good on the field. And I just want to get, you know, the coach's mind on things. So I'll try to get an interview with that and try to upload that interview so you guys can hear, you know, the mind behind of, you know, the, the champion of the SoCal premiere. I'll try to get that um, before, before I get back to school. Again, I, I started work, but, you know, hopefully I can have enough time and my bathroom is you know I can take a shower in my own bathroom so I have um, more free time uh, with that but that should do it that will end this episode again if you'd love to continue on that topic feel free to send me a direct message you listening on Twitter or Instagram or even if you're not a part of the Inland Empire and you just want to add your two cents I'm more than welcome to having uh, having that conversation but yeah that should do it Um, again if you'd like to follow all things Inland Empire Soccer, you guys can um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at IESoccer on all platforms as I'm trying to look up, you know, my usernames here. And we also have a subreddit. If you're very nerdy and you like Reddit, you can also do um, IE Soccer 909 That's where you can, um, you know, continue the conversation there. If you're nerdy, but with that, that should conclude this episode. I want you to thank you guys so much for listening. And, um, I won't see you guys for a very long time as far as the podcast is concerned, but you know, I will be active on Instagram. I will be following along, you know, with the non-pro soccer app covering all things IE soccer, but yeah, until then, thank you guys so much and, uh, take care. We'll see you guys uh, next time. let